It's the Shag Bag Show live on the radio again, live from the end of the world. The end of the world. No? Live from the end of the building, the Delmonte Golf Course. Beautiful Monterey by the Bay. Yeah, that's right. Just outside the grill, I can turn around and see the grill. But we're out here in the patio. Little patio action. Liking this. I'm getting starting to get used to this. You know, it's time to go back to uh, at least semi-normal. And we get back inside the grill, I'm going to be like, get me outside. Put me on the patio. Yes. Good morning to all you shagbaggers, wherever you may be. And uh, welcome to Saturday, April 11th. Yes, it's show number 940 on the Shag Bag Show this morning. And a big show we do have on tap for you. Good morning to our two biggest fans. Well, lovely wife Terry and Puff the Wonder Dog high up on the hill on Via Gayuba. And good morning to you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can listen to the Shag Bag Show anywhere where there's anywhere through the iHeart Media Radio app. And you can also go to the Shag Bag Show website. And up in the right-hand corner, just click on Listen Live, and that'll take you right there. You can listen, listen free where, anywhere where there's anywhere. And uh, good morning to uh, all of our great sponsors. Most of them not open right now, of course, things being as they are, but uh, we still want to thank them. And uh, we appreciate them for uh, being our sponsors for so many years. And we will just... Keep that keeping on. Pebble Beach Company, check out lodging, dining, and golf specials on pebblebeach.com when they reopen, which will uh, hopefully be soon. Del Monte Golf Course and Grill, home of the Dukes Club, home of the Shag Bag Show for our 18th year, which was uh, celebrated just last week, as a matter of fact. Sandbar and Grill, Craig Ling. Just talked to him the other day, and uh, we had him on the air last week, so that was good to check in with Craig. Sandbar under Wharf Number 2 at the Golf Mart Superstore. Those guys aren't open yet either, but I'm sure they will be at some point soon, as will everybody. Monterey County Herald, every Friday, they post the guests of the Shag Bag Show. Who's going to be on the show on Saturdays? They put it in the line up there. You can't tell the players without a program, and that's the Monterey, Monterey County Herald. Every Friday, they put that in the paper for us. So nice. Carousel Candies on the wharf, left-hand side as you're walking down, pink uh, building, taffy puller in the window. You can't miss it. The Elves team produced tons of homemade confections, and they ship worldwide. CarouselCandies.com. Clark A. Miller, Cypress Coast Law. He's still working. He's helped over 20,000 people with sound financial advice. He can help you out, too. This is probably a good time to do that, right? Your initial consultation with Clark is always free. 424-1764. The Beach House at Lover's Point. Kevin Phillips. Yes. Is he going to be on with us next week, I think? I think so. He's got uh, four restaurants that uh, are in hiatus right now, but uh, he's got the uh, the Whaling Station, of course, Cannery Road, Beach House, Lover's Point, and Apple Nutting and Big Fish Grill on the Wharf. Golfguide.net for the player. And you, Elab Communications, did our website. They can do yours, too. He's still working, too. Well, that's Will L. Caddy at Elab. And make sure you check out his website, What's Up Monterey. Uh, Jacob's Team Realty, buying, selling. The join Jen walk you through it quickly, easily. They are the Monterey Peninsula's award-winning mother-daughter real estate team. See him at jacobsteamhomes.com. The Foolish Times, three funny, fabulous. Pick one up. It'll make you smile. The newest one just came out recently, as a matter of fact. So check that out. And Express Employment Professionals, Paul Wyant, Paul and Mary. Provide employment solutions, include full-time, part-time, seasonal, temporary. Looking for a gig? A lot of us are. You can find one at expresspros.com. They're still working, too. Monterey Fish Company, they're open uh, daily, 9 to 4. 
Make sure you call ahead of time, 375-3511. But for over 50 years, Sal Gali and his family give you a wonderful selection of fresh, locally caught seafoods. Friendly service, great prices, free parking at the end of Wharf 2, the Commercial Wharf, Monterey Fish Company, 375-3511. A Monterey Regional Airport, the airport that offers easy long-term parking, short and efficient TSA lines, convenient, hassle-free experience with flights connecting to points all around the world from Monterey Regional Airport. All right, welcome to Saturday morning, April 11th, show 940 on the Shag Bag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM. Dave Marzetti. Hanging out here at uh, Del Monte all by myself, just uh, hanging out at the out the patio, looking around all the green grass. Boy, this this place just looks fantastic. The way it's just all it looks like a picture actually, because there's no one here, just walking around, looking at the green grass and the the big roll the Rolex clock here at Del Monte, just enjoying myself with my little cup of coffee. I gotta get that cup of coffee. I gotta get that another cup of coffee, but it's kind of serene, you know. It's uh, kind of a surreal, surreal experience being here all by myself, just sitting here broadcasting on the radio to you. So, just made me think of that song this morning, you know, as I was setting up the gear and no one around. I'm just thinking, alone again, naturally. Gilbert O'Sullivan. That's right. Thanks, Gilbert, for stopping by the show today. <laughs> All right, let's do our uh, Ed Dickinson cup of coffee. Get the microphone right in there. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. There it is. Finally, get in the big green thermos. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All right, now we can get the show on the road. All right, we're going to get our first guest on the radio right now. We're going to go ahead and give him a buzz and uh, and uh, get things moving. What say? Might as well. All right, here we go. We've got uh, our we've got a, a star-studded show this morning, by the way, because we got Jim Nance. It's going to be with us. Kurt Grazing also from Grazings. Good morning, Dave. And, and, and we've got the watch. We've got uh, Chief Dave Hober from Monterey Police Department. And uh, Chief Hober, welcome to the Shag Bag Show. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. Like you, I'm sitting here enjoying a good cup of coffee. There you go. So uh, tell us, what is what is life like for the Chief of Police of Monterey right now during these times? Uh, well, as you can imagine, it's very busy. Um, and, and mostly that's due to the fact that we're kind of having to rewrite how we do things. And we've issued about, uh, 20 new policies since this all started almost a month ago now. Um, and so certainly it's busy for me, but, uh, to be quite honest, uh, as, as the chief, I pretty much am in the office most of the time. Most of the work's being done. All of the work's being done by the men and women of the Monterey Police Department. They're out there on the street every day serving the community. Um, and they've kind of had to relearn how they do things as far as making sure that they're using proper protective personal equipment um, and, and kind of rewriting how we kind of do police work and, and being creative in how we do that. And when oftentimes if we're responding to calls, one of our biggest concerns is about violence and people have weapons. And now we've added to that questionnaire is anybody sick so that we can make sure that we're pre- protecting our workforce against uh, what's going on with COVID and all of these kind of new realities that we're facing. Exactly. 
Uh, can you tell everybody what is the uh, for for Monterey, uh, the city of Monterey in particular, the the stay in place order? How does that affect you, and and what is what exactly does that mean to for the Monterey Police Department? Sure. So uh, as everybody kind of works through this, I mean it's new, right? And yeah. it, it's not something that that people are used to. They certainly know we all take tests about what we're supposed to do for the rules of the road when we're driving, and we kind of understand those things. But we we have this new issue with shelter in place um, from Dr. Moreno, the county health officer. We also have the stay at home order from the governor. And so certainly uh, people have confusion over exactly what that means. And we're kind of balancing what exactly the interpretations of that order are. And so we as a police are kind of tasked with making sure that people understand that. But we also have our partners. Sometimes we have to check things with the county health officer. We work hand in hand with the district attorney. Um, but most of the issues have centered on businesses and what kind of businesses can be in place. Uh. And, uh, you know, what what are the rules for them? And certainly, you know, the the businesses are struggling, right? And we're really concerned about the small businesses. And so uh, it's it's a lot of businesses that we get calls about, hey, they're open and we go and talk to them. And with restaurants, as long as it's takeout, that's okay. But there's been other questions about uh, certain kinds of business and are are they allowed to be open? And 99% of the time when we go, to, go out and educate folks and present them with the shelter in place, they've been very, very cooperative. So that's kind of the business end. Then we get a whole lot of calls about people that perhaps are violating the shelter in place. Ah, so yes. Right. Early on, we had, you know, people that were maybe playing different kinds of sports, maybe basketball or soccer on the fields and that kind of thing. And since then, we've, we've closed the, uh, parks, you know, where there's, um, the basketball courts and the sports parks and those kinds of things to try to stop that from occurring. Um, but then we get a lot of calls about, hey, people are walking together. Um, and so that's one of those areas that, you know, we, there, people are allowed to go out of their house and, and probably sure. encouraged to do so to to exercise to to be able to get out and do that kind of thing. So we we get a lot of those calls, but like I said, almost everybody has been very cooperative. And if somebody was in violation, it's usually because they just misunderstood what they could or could not do, and they adjust to that. And and just to be clear for everyone, uh, this weekend for Easter weekend, uh, parks are closed. The parks are closed. Yes. So no Easter egg hunt in the parks. That's correct. And. Hopefully, we're we're stopping the spread by doing that. Absolutely. Uh, how is it for for you guys? For you going in the office and for your 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 men and women on the front lines there. Uh, anyone? How, how how's everyone doing? How does everyone feel about being out and about and you know actually having to confront some people some of the times when they're out there thinking I could be exposed to this? Sure. Um, I, I think that, you know, police officers, firefighters, um, first responders, dispatchers, they all kind of understand when they go into this job. And I think the personality type that goes into this job kind of understands that we do a very different job. And we oftentimes have to place ourselves in, in positions that are a little more dangerous than others. Um, and so that's somewhat to be expected with the job. All that being said, uh, this is a whole new reality. And certainly... Um, the difference here is that when officers go out and deal with violent situations, they're dealing with that themselves. This case presents where officers could become exposed. 
and could actually contract the virus and potentially bring that home. And so I think the true anxiety centers around the fact that there's the possibility that not only now are they in danger, but perhaps they're endangering their families because we know that up to 25% of the population is non-symptomatic and it takes many days to become symptomatic. And so I think that's what creates the biggest anxiety. And that's certainly at the front end of the, the show here. You asked me, you know, how it is for the chief of police. Our, our command staff has really tried to do everything we can to get in front of this and plan for it to ensure that our officers have the proper PPE, understand how to use it, so that if they do believe there's going to be some sort of exposure or we have information that somebody's sick, they can do everything possible to try to protect themselves. Um, so I would say that, yeah, it's creating some anxiety for our folks, just like it does, you know, for for the, the heroes that are in all the hospitals and the doctors and nurses that uh, are dealing with all of this. I think it's all a great team effort and, and everybody that's dealing with it has some anxiety for it. But I think that everybody understands that we need to be out there and, and doing what we can to serve. What about uh, what about you and your family? What about your wife? How's she feeling when you come home? Uh, well, you know, th- this is kind of the the ongoing. We, we have to find humor in these times just yeah. so that we can move forward. And, yeah. and kind of my joke is it's a good thing that I get to go to work because my wife would not be happy with me <laughs> staying home all the time. So uh, certainly she she's a teacher, and so she's, she's home with my 13-year-old. Um, but, uh, you know, she's... She's been doing this with me for over 30 years, and she kind of understands the, the issues that are at hand. And again, I, I'm out on the street somewhat, but certainly not as much as the officers and sergeants that are out there every single day responding to calls. Hey, uh, quickly, could you uh, give everyone a little background about about yourself, where you came from and everything? Sure, sure. So I have been very blessed and lucky to to land here in Monterey. I've been here just over five years. I started in February of 2015 as the assistant chief of police and then became the acting chief uh, in May and was appointed the chief in July of 2015. So I've been doing that for about five years. Um, And prior to that, I worked for the city of San Jose. I was hired as a police officer there in 1988 and uh, left there as a deputy chief of police. And in there sometime, I actually went to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, was a special agent for about a year and a half uh, before I went back to the San Jose Police Department. Um, so I'll tell you that uh, what I grew up with was professionalism, and that was all based in an ethical aspect of what policing should be and professionalism. And for me to end up in a police department like Monterey that is just built on ethics and professionalism and training and high expectations – uh, with just an outstanding community. I've been really, really lucky to, to be able to work with the men and women here at the Monterey Police Department and the management and Hans Uslar and all of the um, city politicians that we work with are just outstanding people, and we have a great team. feel really lucky to be here. Uh, we're glad to have you. Where would you grow up? Grew up in Scotts Valley, so just across the bay, so Santa Cruz County kid, and uh, just, you know, love love monterey bay and the whole area my my family interestingly on my mom's side actually were here before the gold rush so wow. we kind of are proud that we're 
We've been Northern Californians for many, many generations. Wow. Well, yeah, it's a it's a great spot, obviously, and uh, we are very happy to have you as chief, and we certainly appreciate all the information. Hey, Dave, uh, for the listeners, uh, where can they go for more information? Can they just go to your website? Absolutely. Um, for information specific to the police department, they can. It's easiest way is just Google Monterey Police. Uh-huh. But if they're looking specifically for information about COVID. Um, the city of Monterey has on their website all kinds of information about COVID, and then they have links to the county website that has that shelter-in-place order on it and also up to the state. So there's all kinds of information. Um, if you just Google city of Monterey COVID or county of Monterey COVID, and there's all kinds of great information on that. If anybody has inf- or questions about the shelter-in-place, we're certainly glad to answer those questions as well. All right. Chief Dave Hover from the Monterey Police Department, thank you very much for all you do. Thanks for being here with us, and uh, thanks for being on the show. And uh, one of these days, when things get back to even semi-normal, we'll back, we're back inside the grill here at Del Monte Golf Course. We'll get you over here in person. All right, Dave. Thank you, and have a great Easter weekend. All right. You too. Thanks a lot. Stay safe. All right. Dave Hober, the Pete, the, uh, Monterey PD chief on the Shag Bag Show this morning on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning show number 940. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. And, uh, uh, Let's see who else we have coming up. Uh, just uh, someone by the name of uh, Jim Nance. You probably heard of him before, right? <laughs> He's coming up on the show this morning, as well as our next guest that we're going to get on the line right now. He's got a fabulous restaurant in Carmel, and I'm sure that you've been there before. And his name is Chef Kurt Grazing. Morning, David. How are you? Good, Chef. How are you? Doing great. All Doing right. Great. So, uh, grazing's in Carmel. We know that uh, during this time that you guys are still uh, offering a uh, takeout, a to-go menu. And uh, so if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about that, how that works and what you're offering, and, and maybe go into what you're offering also for Easter. Sure, sure. Well, you know, when uh, we got the word that, uh, you know, and um – March 17th, which seems like, uh, years ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, uh, that we were going to be shut down as a restaurant. You, you know, the team got together, figured out, you know, how we could, uh, go forward with this and, uh, how to continue to serve the, uh, community and what we could do to put our best foot forward and, and be able to be of service and, uh, uh, how to, you know, keep, uh, the team around and so we we came up with a nice to go menu a lot of the uh it is a uh abbreviated menu of the of what we do as our standard menu at, at grazings both from the lunch and dinner menu but we have a lot of uh what we would call family favorites um you know our crab cakes uh we're very well known for our soups and that changes uh every other day our caesar salad our our butter lettuce salad, green salad. You can get a, a burger, our famous uh, club sandwich. Um, and we've put on a, a few of those things. We change those things around as well. Entrees, uh, we have a um, little bit more comfort food style uh, items, uh, a, a meatloaf. The other day we ran a, uh, a chicken parmesan. We uh, 
our short ribs are very well known. Uh, but then we also uh, feature some of the things that we're known for as well as a, as a, a prime filet mignon or a prime Kansas City steak. So we have those those things on the on the menu too. So kind of a mix between comfort food that people want to go home to and and sit down with, and and some also some items where uh, people can have something where they 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 want to treat themselves and say yes we're in a tricky situation right now, but we still like to uh, dine well. So, And what about beverages? What about wine and stuff like beverages that? Beverages and wines? Well, uh, you know, we've always had a world, not always, but for uh, the last five years, we've had a world-class wine list. So all of that is available. Uh, we price that, um, you know, uh, um, you know, on a going out the door price rather than a, um, you know, in, sitting in the dining room price. Uh, uh, so those are, uh, we don't have a, a standard 50% off, but we do it on a one-to-one basis. We also feature some nice wines. Um, uh, Gary Francioni from Roar has been extremely generous and wanting to help out the community as well. So he's uh, shared a great price with us. So you can get a great bottle of Roar SLH Pinot uh, for a, price it's just uh just unbelievable at thirty dollars but we also have some chardonnays uh, available at that price as well as a sancerre or a nice uh grenache grenache syrah at twenty six dollars i'm sure you are well aware that the abc the liquor commission has relaxed the laws on um on cocktails to go so before we Ira Camello, our bartender, always made uh, what we think is the best cocktail in town. But now um, you can actually get one that he uh, individually crafts, and you can take wow. it as long as you buy some food and wow. you take it out the door. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's really nice. Um, you know, of course, you know, I have to try them out to make sure they're okay. Of course but, you, you know, do. Somebody has to do that. Quality uh, control. That, that quality control. But, you know, we have a nice... Uh, Knob Creek Single Barrel Manhattan, the famous natural that uh, we started here, um, uh, uh, Grazing's Negroni with Hendrix Gin. So a lot of nice options there uh, that you can get. And they're, they're a little extra strong just for that little extra pop at home. And uh, as I said, those are real nice. And we've always had a, uh, a, a liquor license, a special liquor license that you could take out bottles of liquor to buy bottles of liquor here, we have a, a separate license for that. But we're we also we also sell, um, you know, if you want to get a bottle of Blantons or a, a bottle of uh, Tito's or something like that to to go, we we have that as well. So. Awesome. Hey, Chef, uh, we never really get a chance to, to talk about this because we're always promoting what you do and what you offer there at Grazings. And uh, but uh, since we have a second here, tell everyone a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Salem, Oregon, um, uh, up in the Willamette Valley. And when I was 19, I uh, moved down to San Francisco. I did my apprenticeship at the Clift Hotel. I was one of those fellows, you know, I always wanted to play center field for the Giants, but, uh, you know, realized that I couldn't do that. But uh, Julia Child was my other hero. And so I decided to, that I wanted to learn about cooking and become a chef. I did my apprenticeship at the Clift Hotel in San Francisco. Then I went to work for a fellow over in the East Bay, uh, Narcy David, who 
40 years later became my business partner. Narcy's uh, one of the uh, innovators in the, sure, in the food scene sure. at the beginning of the uh, 70s with him and Alice Waters at the forefront of that. Uh, worked for him for several years and gained a tremendous amount of experience and uh, insight how to run a business. Uh, then went to New York and worked at the world-famous Pierre Hotel and left there as executive sous-chef and went to London and worked at Le Gavroche with, with Albert Roux, which was a three-star Michelin restaurant, uh, still is, and uh, came back from from that and opened up uh, my first restaurant up in San Mateo uh, that was called 231 Ellsworth and uh, uh, did a really nice job there. That was right at the beginning of the Silicon Valley boom, and uh, that was quite a popular restaurant. And then moved down to the uh, down to down here in uh, mid nineties. I my first job down here was working out at Ventana. I worked with uh, uh, Bob Bussinger, bless his heart, um, and he hired me down down there and was chef there for a a, a while, and then. Um, Worked with John Pisto at um, Whaling Station in Paradiso when he first opened that up. And then uh, uh, the opportunity came about to uh, to uh, uh, get this restaurant. At that time, it was known as Sixth Avenue Grill. And uh, as I mentioned, with uh, Narcy David and my other business partner, Larry Chazen, we, we bought this. And, um, you know, 22 years later, we're... Uh, Overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> so just think, people can can call your restaurant, place an order, and get all that, all those years of experience and all that food knowledge in one dish to go from grazings. Uh, yes, yes. You know, I, I think we're a little bit more. I, I think there's a lot. Obviously, a lot of restaurants that are doing to go, and they're doing a great job. I, I think. You know, we have a little bit more experience with it. Um, uh, we've been doing our Christmas dinners to go and Thanksgiving dinners to go for the last uh, 15 to 20 years, which we've gained a lot of experience on, on the cooking and packing of that, as well as, um, you know, we've been doing the private jet catering out at the uh, uh, the two FBOs or um, fixed base operators out at the airport. So we've been doing to-go food for private jets for the last 15 to 20 years. So we have a, a tremendous amount of experience with with that and to uh, take care of that. So uh, I think we bring a lot to the table, and uh, I'm really proud of the team for, for what we've done here. So what do they need to do? What do, they, do they need to call ahead of time? Can they just show up and order uh, outside, uh, we, or how does it we, work? We prefer that, uh, you know, just to give uh, the people some time, the team some time to make the order, and also so we don't have uh, people uh, congregating outside, uh, congregating yeah. outside that they can give us a call. They can call, you know, at a, we're open from 11 to 7. Uh, we start uh, answering the phone at uh 11 o'clock. Um, you can call it 11 o'clock for a uh, 6 o'clock order, and we'll start cooking it at 5.30, so it'll be up and ready. And we like to receive payment ahead, so there's uh, as little as a transaction as possible. We also have a online 
uh, drop-down form that um, makes it easy to order online and uh, uh, prepayment online as well. So we have our uh, to-go menu uh, posted prominently on our website, grazings, G-R-A-S-I-N-G-S dot com. And people can can see that in order from us. All right. Well, that's... as I mentioned, it's a it's a little bit, uh, uh, you know, a little bit. We've uh, we're we're very happy and uh, um, appreciative of all the support that uh, the community has given us. We've been um, quite busy, if I'm allowed to say that, uh, with it. So we we do appreciate a, a little time to be able to to. Uh, uh, Get the, get the dinner ready and uh, make sure that we have everything packaged up for you. As you know, with uh, to go, it's always a little trickier. Uh, once you get home, it's you can't uh, ask the waiter, "Hey, I'd like more <laughs> exactly. extra ketchup for yeah. my uh, yeah. for my French fries." Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, no, we've been very appreciative. The community has just supported us uh, so much, and uh, what we've. Uh, um, what we take in as air quotes tips, we we uh, we like to uh, ask them as donations, and we've put all that money forward to uh, the the team that's not working at this time, and we're I've really that. yeah, and we're really uh, uh, so thankful. The community has has generated over twelve thousand dollars that we've been able to pass out to that's the so awesome. team, and that it's is so awesome. really. Uh, Really something special. So That's awesome. So to order, go to grazings.com, see the menu there to go order, and uh, pick up your food at Grazings, which is just a block off Ocean. It's uh, right it's almost across from the fire station, very easy, centrally located. And uh, beautiful, beautiful spot. Can't wait to get back there again once things return to semi-normal. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we got this new idea coming up. That, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to work, but people come in and they sit down at a table and then we can take their order and we serve them at a table. What do you think, Dave? Does, you that know, that's, that's interesting. We'll, we'll have to run that. We'll, we'll have to run that by our, 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 our research committee and find out if that would work. See if that works. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, you know, we're getting so used to, uh, uh, packing dinners to go. We're just <laughs> not sure if we're going to be able to transition back into this new format. Maybe you uh, could, soon. maybe you could just pack them to go and then have and serve them at the, at the table that way. Well, hopefully we boxes. don't have to get into that. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see how the restrictions change as, okay. as we go forward. But, uh, you know, we, we do have a great Easter menu as well. So, uh, you know, if you'd like to, uh, uh, usually at Christmas and Thanksgiving, we had dinners for eight, but, uh, we know that, uh, we can't have large groups together. So we, we've, uh, um, made it so it's uh for dinners for for four or if you have a little larger family you can do some add-ons but we have a great rack of lamb or a a a glazed ham dinner or for vegetarians we have a nice lentil shepherd's pie that we we do so um and then that's a three-course meal with a soup or a salad and then a nice dessert so uh if you're still looking for what to to have for for Easter, we have that. So beautiful, uh, and it's been uh, well received. And all right, everybody having a great, uh, great Sunday. All right, Chef Kurt Grazing from Grazings in Carmel. Thank you very much for being on the show and all that great information. And we will send people to grazings.com, and hopefully, we will see you soon. Hope, hope to see you soon, David, and uh, come down and, and try us out. 
Absolutely. Thanks, Chef. Okay. We appreciate you, Chef. Kurt Grazing from Grazing's Restaurant in Carmel. All right. Shag Bag Show on Power Top, 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning live from Del Monte Golf Course. The, uh, the only one here, uh, which is a strange experience, but you know what? It's a, it's a cool experience. And it's something that, of course, that we'll always be remembering. That is for certain. So, uh, it's not something that we, you want to do that often. That's for sure. But it's something that, it's something that, uh, we will remember. Hey, we're going to go ahead and get our next guest on the radio right now. It's someone whose voice, you will definitely recognize. Hello, hello. And there he is, Jim Nance, on the Shag Bag Show. It's Dave Marzetti, your good friend, Jim. Hello, Dave. How are you this morning, sir? I am well. I was afraid you'd forgotten about me. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we forgot all about you. <laughs> Jim, you're a very funny guy. Jim, tell <laughs> I was me. feeling tell, lost and empty and neglected. Tell me something. Tell me something. Did we really, uh, a few months ago, did we really uh, together... You know, have our wonderful time at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am with the glorious weather and all those people together. Did that really happen? Was that a dream? Uh, oh, it all seems like a dream. This is a bad dream. This is a bad sci-fi film right now we're living through. I've seen this movie, unfortunately. I don't ever think it would be real. Uh, it's all so hard, even all these weeks later, to get your mind completely around it and see things that we to have as a part of our everyday life and to seem taken away and shut down. I, you know, I just grieve for so many people and those who have been so uh, much more affected, impacted by it than my family has. We've been doing what we're supposed to do. We've been sheltered at home and, but I, you know, all the stuff that's going on uh, in every state, the deaths, uh, everyone's a tragic story, but, uh, in, you know, beyond that, the, all the small businesses are, are just look at our local economy. Look at all the shops in Carmel. Look at all the great restaurants, all the restaurateurs we know. You and I know, Dave. Think about it. Pebble Beach Resorts, my gosh, uh, to see it shut down for the first time in a 100-year history. It's all just numbing after a while. And I don't know. We'll get back. We'll, you know, we're going to get through this hopefully uh, sooner than later. I'm optimistic that we will actually. I, I really believe there'll be a lot of uh, things coming back our way in the next two months. I'm not a scientist. I'm not uh, someone that anyone pays attention to what my feelings are, but I just read the models that the government looks at on this uh, IHME website out of the University of Washington, and I see the trajectory. And then once you hit peak, which is supposed to be today on a national level, and see the backside of it, it gets way better rapidly if we all do what we're supposed to do. And that is stay at home and continue to do what we're doing. And then by June 1st, let's see. I mean, hopefully this thing has truly receded uh, a great, great deal. Jim, tell us... uh... Saturday morning here, and and I'm by the way I'm here at Del Monte Golf Course still. You know I've been doing the show here for 18 years. Yeah, good for you. I know exactly where you're. The other table you're sitting at. That's right. And we're uh, first table out on the patio this morning since everything's closed down except for me. And uh, got to keep the tradition alive though for show number 940. Good and, for you, Buster. Yeah, thank That's you. Awesome street what you I want to know is uh, Saturday Saturday morning. Uh, Masters weekend. Right now, what would you be doing? Where would you be exactly? What would you be doing? Oh, I would have been on the compound. Of course, you got to realize we're at, uh, 
1240 Eastern time right now. So we're not that far from being on the air. If I want to do it off of the East Coast time right now, real time, I'd be grabbing a, in a rush a quick sandwich from out of the clubhouse and getting in position to start running through the elements of the show. I would have already written and recorded the, the master's opening to the day, the opening montage. Uh, and I would be just like, the most passionate golf fan you could ever find. Can't wait to see how it's all going to play out. Um, but instead, I'm at my home here in Pebble Beach. I'm surrounded by my loving family. That's a good thing. My six-year-old daughter, Finley, and I, we played with her little um, stuffed animals this morning, played pretend. We had a big uh, group of her little bunnies together, and you know, I was playing the role of her neighbor, and just went on for about 45 minutes and it was, it was sweet, treasured, cherished time, you know, absolutely, that, absolutely. that meant a lot to both of us. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot for my daughter. We're getting a lot of bonding as everyone else hopefully is trying to find sure. that silver lining through all of this. And as, as we have always both been busy guys, you of course just flying all the time, doing the football, doing all the other sports besides the golf. Um, uh, what do you what do you miss what do you miss the most right now? I know that you have a cherished time with your family at home right now, but what do you miss the most right now? Oh, I think I, you know, I just personally here. This is going to go again beyond, and you feel like you have to say it every time, but it's truly at the top of the list. It's just that everyone was well, and the country was healthy, and the world was was healthy, and all the citizens of the world were not feeling any pain about this virus. But in my little bubble, uh, what am I missing? I'm missing this stretch where I just came off the NCAA tournament. Championship game was five nights ago in Atlanta, would have been. And now my favorite week of the year is, is Augusta week. My family is with me every, every bit of this every year. Um, we even pull them out of school and we have a, a home in Augusta that is rented for us by CBS. This is what you do there is just not enough hotel space all the cbs crew stays in, in private homes and usually we have some family members who come down for the week to enjoy it uh if they can find tickets as those are as you know always in short supply and great demand and then once we finish uh the masters on sunday we pack up the car and drive down to hilton head uh for the next week which is Maybe as a family and all the things that I do between football, basketball, and golf is probably our favorite week. Again, we rent a house down in Harvard Town, and it's close to an ocean, the, the ocean there, and um, it's just high-quality family time. A big exhale after doing 16 basketball games in a month and the Masters tournament, and uh, it's just it's just treasured time. And uh, the, that the whole golf, you've always heard about this i'm sure about how much the players love hilton head the whole golf community relishes that week because it's family time again same thing no hotels or there are hotels but not enough to service uh, a pga tour uh traveling show coming to your town so everybody rents homes and and you just uh a lot of times you bond with other families too you'll have uh you know the Snedeker family comes over for dinner one night it might be at my cbs crew another night and and it's just uh flip-flops and, and shorts and t-shirts and walking the beach and come Saturday and Sunday we've got to climb in the tower and call a little bit of golf that's, that's uh, a little lower intensity than what had happened the previous week for sure. 
what have you been doing as far as as uh, watching things on TV? I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a news guy, and I've been watching so so much news. That's all I watch is news. I was compulsive about watching news before this week, but come Monday, I had a busy time getting ready for our weekend shows that uh, air starting today, starting less than two hours at 11.30 our time on CBS, on KION. Coast to coast, we'll have the 04 Masters Tournament replay, and Phil Mickelson joins me for it. And, Mike, what you're trying to do with technology and still keep your show afloat, we're trying to keep CBS afloat with our broadcast center back in New York, currently incapacitated. So I had a producer in Memphis, North Carolina, and Long Island, all on Zoom technology. I had editors all over the country. Um, I had Phil down the coast in uh, Rancho Santa Fe. I have Tiger for tomorrow's show from his home in Florida. And from my house here in Pebble Beach, all of us were linked. And we taped uh, a three-and-a-half-hour show that airs today. This is not a five-minute interview with Phil, nor is it a five-minute interview with Tiger. It's a couple of hours. Wow. I mean, so you really get into some great insight. And uh, we shot the opening to the show right here on my, my front terrace. We have uh, Phil being able to give you all the minute and interesting little insight and detail into key situations in his win in 04. We have Tiger, again, over two hours of his time uh, doing play-by-play and just letting us into his head and into his heart what he was doing uh, a year ago this weekend when he had that incredible return to glory as someone and so it's i've been it's been a busy week and when we finished it which was on wednesday all the taping and everything that went with it i had not done a single interview through the ncaa tournament Uh, and cbs thought the best thing to do would be instead of doing one here one there then we put them all together at one time so between wednesday afternoon and thursday friday and now you're the final one right we're somewhere close to 50 interviews nationally. Wow. Uh, between print, um, whether it be CBS This Morning, which is on this morning, um, uh, Scott Van Pelt, Mike Tirico, all this kind of stuff on television, every radio show you can imagine, um, and everything from the LA Times to ESPN and The Athletic and all of those, too. So it's it's been a busy time uh to answer a lot of questions about this time in our in our lives as uh, as a sports starved nation with the masters being the centerpiece so i've um you know i've just been i've been doing interviews and i'm going to go back and 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 stay out of the public arena best i can after the masters airs again tomorrow wow that's 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 amazing uh in your uh in your Book of names, you must have a few in there that you know of that have the virus, yes, no? That was uh, the book of names that do what? Do you, have, do you have some people that you know that have the virus? Um, yes, we do know a few folks that have been impacted by it. Thankfully, uh, they, they've all come through it. I don't know any locally. I think, by the way, Monterey County's done an exceptional job of keeping this thing yeah, manageable yeah. you know like it's not been the chaos i think the whole state has yeah yeah i mean the hospitals are nowhere close to being in in some sort of dire situation thank goodness matter of fact i think nationally this thing has been so well uh played out 
that what everybody thought was going to happen in New York and decision-making right, that right. doctors would have to make and pull certain people off a ventilator to put someone else on, you know, thankfully that hasn't happened. Uh, there, it, it, you know, yes, the testing, uh, it, it hopefully will increase as we move forward. We're going to need all of that from what I understand. Again, I'm parroting now what I hear on television, but, uh, it's just, uh, it's just really great to see that the projections now that one time you heard the same thing I did, it could affect as many as like 2.2 million American lives could be lost. Sure. And then those numbers were reduced to 500,000. They were reduced to somewhere in a range of 100 to 240,000. And now currently as we come into today, which again, the, the White House task force used this one model out of the University of Washington to that down to 60,000 nationally. Not that those aren't 60,000 tragedies. Every one of them has their own story and they're, they're, this just, it's devastating and it's sad. But 60 sure is a lot better than 2.2 million. Sure, so, you know, um, and again, hopefully, um, it, it gets better soon and we can figure out a way where people can go back to their lives and, Businesses can open again and restaurants can serve patrons and golf courses can, can, can freely open and the lodge and the inn of Spanish Bay and everything else. All these other great golf courses in our area can open up and people can uh, go enjoy their lives again. And a little place called uh, Cypress Point where you share a locker with Clay, Clay Larson. No, all of these golf courses around, um, like what some of them are doing, pick the pass of Eric. It's um, and they've they've got uh, for their membership there. They have a takeout, which private clubs are doing all across the country. They they have figured out a way to do a takeout program, and it is as well organized as anything I've seen. Just exceptional. To see every day their chef, Chef Colin, who used to be at Monterey Peninsula, come up with a creative and imaginative new menu. They call it in, pull up, the, the, the cars are met, and you never get anywhere close to six feet from somebody. And, um, you know, you, you, you pull up and they come out with gloves on and drop into your trunk your dinner. And, and, um, and then there's like a two there. It's become so popular and so incredibly well executed and managed. So the ingenuity there, it's impressive. Uh, I, you know, but there's no golf. Yeah. And, um, you know, this must be strange. You're sitting on that patio right now at Del Monte and not seeing a soul exactly. out there ready to hit off at number one. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. Hey, it's gonna, it's gonna get better. That's right. It's gonna get better soon. I mean, I, I just hope what it does for all of us is that if you did, ever took any of it for granted, and I don't think I ever did, but I do think I'll appreciate things even a little bit more of how you move through the rhythm and flow of a normal life after all this gets back to some place close to what we used to know. My friend, before we let you go, can you just give us a couple of your favorite uh, Masters moments? Uh, I know you've had many of them, but if you could just come up with <laughs> Thanks, a, a couple of them. Well, two of them are airing this weekend. I would say if I had my top five, and I've been there for 34 of them, it would be, uh, and this is in no particular order, so I'll polish it off here with the two that are coming up Saturday and Sunday. Again, today at 11.30, we're going to have the 04 Masters with Phil getting that breakthrough first major 
his first of three green jackets. Who knows? Maybe there's another one in his future. But at the time, it, it, there was so much pressure on his shoulders, having never won a major. And I forget how great the golf was that day with Ernie Els making two eagles in the final round. And the battle that went on between Phil and Ernie, it was exceptional. I think a lot of people are going to be reminded of that. Um, today and then tomorrow again at 9.30 on CBS we're going to have Tigers win from a year ago and again Tiger's going to be there for commentary for about every third segment of golf He's, he was a trooper as was Phil but the story was so rich at the end of Tiger completing the comeback and, and I, I believe it's a very timely rebroadcast uh, in this season of renewal the season of hope uh, the season where um you know, uh, things come to life. Uh, what what a story of overcoming odds and adversity and being on top of the world, the bottom falling out, and then returning back to the top again. I know it's a metaphor for where we are in the world right now, but I think in that sense it, it makes a lot of uh, good television and a, and a packs a powerful message. My other three after those two, I would say 86. Yeah, with so with weird. with Jack, that yeah, was my so first. Weird. You know, how do you how, how do you, do you beat, beat that? Wow. How do you beat that? I'll go chronologically with the next two. Ninety two, Freddie winning the Masters oh, was sure, hugely sure. personal with me. Sure. With our our days of uh, rooming together at the University of Houston and dreaming the dream that uh, one day I and I grow up and somehow uh, figure out a way to be. Um, Part of the Masters broadcast team was CBS. That was the, that was the goal for me. And throughout, throughout school at Houston, Freddie had the dream of being a Masters champion. He wanted to be there as much as I did, but with two different, two different roles. And, uh, you know, our worlds would merge again in Butler Cabin on April the 12th, 1992. So that would be, so 86, 92. 97 with Tigers win for the ages because it was just such a large story. Sure. And it, just, it was yeah. just an amazing time. Um, and then 04 and 2019 were my top five so far. But the scripts, there's a lot of good ones that I'm leaving out. But what a joy it's been. I've been watching a lot. Of, I don't know, have you been watching any of the rewinds on, on the SBS? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And looking forward to those two. Once again, it's, uh, the first one is today at what, 11, 1130? 1130. 1130. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And That's tomorrow at 930. Right. Yeah. Tigers tomorrow. Bill is today. And, uh, we're going to take a little peek at it see how it came out once it left uh, post-production. But uh, Sun looks like it's trying to uh, out-wrestle the clouds right now over over Stillwater Cove. And I'm hoping that we get a, a blue sky afternoon, and we'll be out washing the car and taking a walk around Pebble Beach Golf Links and having another valued family day. Beautiful. And make sure that uh, you give our best to Courtney, Caroline, Finley, and Jameson, the whole crew. And, Thank you, uh, Dave. I'll tell you what, Jim, you know, you've always been such a wonderful guy, and I cherish you as a friend and as seeing you every time. You always make time for for me, and I appreciate you taking me up in the tower behind 18 during the AT&T and being on our show so many times. We just really appreciate